This is In the Know for Wednesday, October 26th, the 299th day of 2022. There are 66 days left in the year. Good morning, MB, guiding you through In the Know at K105. On Litchfield's Country Station, 1039 The Moose. Live online at K105.com via the Apple and Android smartphone app using the SoundCloud, iTunes, or Spotify podcast. On Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitter. And the hashtag is in the know. Coming up today, we'll update you on the latest news headlines from around the community, the county, the commonwealth, and the country. Got a little rain yesterday. It's nice to see. Will we get some more? Who knows when? That and a whole lot more coming up today here on the end. The No Settling into my left Rolling Mach 9 with her hair on fire Is my beautiful wife The beautiful girl It's me Good morning, sweetheart Good morning How you doing? I'm okay You know that I'm no expert on bananas (laughs) No But I do enjoy a good life hack to help people um, have life a little bit easier or perhaps save a little money on produce. Okay. A tip to make your bananas last longer. When they're ready to eat, put them in the fridge. If the peels turn brown, they'll still still be good to eat. Have you ever heard of refrigerating bananas? No. Um, I have heard that you should store them in a brown paper bag. Brown paper bag. So what we've learned already this morning is put them in a brown paper bag in the refrigerator <laughs> and you'll be doubly good what yeah. can go uh, what can go wrong so there's a good life hack he is a five-time winner of the coveted ohio news Hawk award he's a two-time silver sound nominee covering every corner of the globe london budapest rio tokyo and even litchfield he's sam gormley and the sparks morning sam morning Rob. how you doing good how are you uh, not too bad. Uh, going back to Monday, you were um, you were a little sleepy or tired on Monday when the show started mm-hmm. because you, I would presume, you had a big eventful weekend, which was capped off by a visit to see the Bengals play at Paul Brown Stadium on Sunday. Fair enough? Paycor Stadium. You got to Oh, it's sure Paycor Stadium. Yeah. No, it's still yeah, Paul Brown to me. I'm old, so I, <laughs> I can't keep with the new with the new times. Now, I presume um you've got a um you're a season ticket holder for for all the games or did you all do a flex schedule no, or no, we're, we're there. So, so the whole thing. Well, except that game that happened on Thursday night because, oh, you know, that uh we we gotta we gotta talk to the NFL and the Cougars about making sure that we don't schedule those on the same night anymore. I see, but I mean, you have access to all of the games. Correct. But my presume is, I, I presume you have either a group of friends or yeah, partners, friend. or you yeah. have buddies that you go to the games with. Correct. Yeah. Fair friend. enough to yeah. say. Okay, so I read this headline this morning, and it just made me wonder if this might be some of your posse. Uh, the Bengals post game celebration got a little out of hand for one man Sunday down at the banks. What's the banks? The area in between the stadiums. In between the stadiums called the Banks. You've been there before. Okay, this 32-year-old Cody Hartman, and he was in in the Dora District. Correct. Following the 35-17 win over the Falcons. After the game, he was near Holy Grail on Freedom Way when he took off his clothes, exposing his private parts in public. While Hartman was naked, he allegedly tried to fight multiple police as they walk past him, according to the arrest report. So I immediately wonder, is this part of your entourage? Well, see, the, the funny thing is, is that I think this ended up happening quite a bit later 
and in the evening because I saw a video and it seemed like it was darker. Okay. And uh, but I was. That's almost always the path that I take, but we took a different path to get to our car at the end of the game. Okay. And it was just kind of interesting. I was like, well, maybe we would have been the ones that he would have been trying to fight. Yeah. But yeah, no, this happened yeah. right outside a Great American Ballpark, pretty much. Okay. All right. So, all right. So, so, so in short, no. This yeah, is not no, part of your group. No, I, I've never seen this. But the funny thing is, is when I heard it, uh, the people that sit next to us, I, I was a little worried that it might have been him because he, <laughs> he, uh, he, he had quite a few apple juices throughout yeah. the for throughout okay. the football game and probably yeah. before the football game. So and was wearing a onesie. So I was thinking, well, I don't know, want to know what's on underneath. Sure. And you didn't get a welcome. photo oh, yeah. of, a, of a guy <laughs> in a onesie for oh, me. He will. You don't. <laughs> oh, but I do. Well, uh, I'm sh- he wore it the first game I went to, so I'm sure it's his go-to move. Of okay, I'm uh, gonna need a photo of that of the man in the onesie. I'm gonna need a photo of you and the guy in the onesie, like oh, so bro- a selfie, bro, bro hugging. The thing is, is uh, he would do it <laughs> because because yes, sure, he would. Sure. Yeah, sitting, I mean, if he's wearing a onesie, we know he would. Sam. Sitting close to the end of the row, to with the, how many apple juices he likes to drink, it's usually just me having to stand up every three. Or four minutes, so he can oh, so he can go down yeah. and there you go down now, the hall. But the uh-huh. good benefit, the good thing of that is he spends a lot of time away from his seat. So oh, he's, at least he's the, not at least he's not obnoxious. Well, he's good. not that's obnoxious. Good. He's he's just he's just having a good old time. <laughs> cloudy, and dropping one hundred fifty dollars a game. Cloudy and cooler today, and we'll, we'll see highs near seventy to end the week, but we will not be above it for at least until Saturday. And then maybe again in the middle of the week. A little breezy this morning. The breeze, the combination of the rain shower we got and then the breeze we got really helped drop a bunch more leaves just in the tw- last 12 hours. It's like those leaves were so brittle they were hanging on. And so you've seen a lot more leaf movement just in the last uh, 24 hours. We're going to see a little further on to the horizon, showers possible. Uh, about a 7 in 10 chance for Sunday. For Halloween, about a 3 in 10 chance. But another system is rolling in over the weekend that will bring that rain shower I just mentioned on Sunday. Keep an eye on the forecast for the trick-or-treaters on Monday. But we're going to see 20% chance of rain today as the day goes on. The chances for that are less likely. 57 as our high, 41 tonight under decreasing clouds. And then for tomorrow, sunny and 63 is the high. Yeah, I heard that too. I don't know what that was. Yeah, here's something. I, can't, I sounded, thought it was my shoe at first. It might have been. It sounded like a dog but I, whimper. But I can't recreate it. <laughs> I don't know what it was. Uh, some of the local news headlines going on today. I don't have uh, many details, but I did as I was uh, through town yesterday, through Litchfield yesterday. I did see uh, smoke. And when it's as dry as it was, I go, in, oh, well, I wonder where that's coming from. Turns out house fire Dixie on Dixie in Litchfield that was uh, started from someone burning garbage. So then the fire department and so did uh, tremendous damage to that structure. So you can see that at K105.com. Uh, over in Breckenridge County, the governor was in town yesterday. Atlas Machine and Supply broke ground on a $3.5 million facility on 10 acres in the Breck County Industrial Park. Uh, various leaders there joined the governor for their ribbon cutting. I guess it's more of a groundbreaking than a ribbon cutting. 78 well-paying jobs is what they announced, and it will be over a 15-year period. And there are already 20 people currently employed by Atlas in Brett County, so 
big expansion. The facility will serve as headquarters for the company's field machining division, which performs on-site industrial repairs for manufacturers throughout the U.S. and beyond. So good for our friends over in Breck County. Uh, they also, while the governor was there yesterday, they handed out some checks, about $2 million for various infrastructure improvements. City of Hardensburg got $1.4 million and et cetera. So, you know, you can read those details at K105.com. I don't won't bore you with the minutia because it probably doesn't impact you. Speaking of fires, I saw where Fort Campbell is managing a fire that started in a training area. They are using controlled burn techniques to manage a fire that started in a training area last week. The fire started Friday near Trigg County during routine training. The Directorate of Public Works Conversation, uh, Conservation Branch Chief said that, his name is Clinton Allen, said that workers are using backfires to make a buffer. He said the backburns will help keep it from getting closer to the boundary with land between the lakes. I um, This is forest management and then fire management and fire breaks and digging trenches, and it's very intriguing to me on how they... You know, from nature has a way of taking care of itself in that regard, and that's why you build fire breaks to keep them from jumping to one area to another. There's that new um, show on CBS, Fire Country, which is all about California and firefighters. It's kind of intriguing the way that they do that. It's just the you know they study police departments and all that, and firefighters, and now it's actual forest firefighters. Kind of interesting. Kentucky lawmakers are seeking uh, the voters' okay to call special sessions. Talked a little bit about it yesterday. We talked more uh, cumulatively about the two constitutional amendments that will be on your ballot in less than two weeks and the encouragement that you do your homework before you get to the polling place. I th- I think that uh, const- constitutional amendment two that deals with uh, – abortion you you probably immediately know where where you are on that vote the one on constitutional amendment 1 which is hanging me up a little bit more has to do with lawmakers seeking the power from the electorate to be able to vote themselves into special session right now in Kentucky only the governor can call a special session outside of either the 30 or 60 day legislative session depending upon whether it's a budget year or not and so what that does, if it's ratified on November 8, it would shift more power toward the legislature, continuing the evolution of a stronger legislative branch that started out decades ago. Obviously, the governor doesn't like it. He calls it a power grab. And so I don't know where I am on, I don't know where I am here, because as we've seen it play out, what's happening is that because the governor is in a super minority, and because the Republicans have a supermajority in the legislature, as soon as the 30th day is up on the session, the governor can come out and he can veto whatever he wants because they can't override it. If they do challenge it legally, then it, it also gets routed to the judiciary where oftentimes in Franklin County are more favorable to what would be the Bashir uh, thinking line of thinking on things. And so... Basically, then there's nothing that can be done about it until the legislature gets back into session in January. Now, that that might work the way that it's drawn up. In this checks and balances, you don't want to have one branch having you know, way more power than the other. 
But then it would also mean that I would also think that there are some issues that I would like the legislature to be able to gavel into session on to make modifications on the fly and not have to wait 10 months in order to do it. So it really comes down to do you trust people to use the power afforded to them or would you rather just leave it like it is and say, well, it might not be ideal, but it has served us well enough to this point. And I don't know where I am on that. I um, I would like to ex- I would like to expect that people would be responsible, but yet uh, I've lived life, and <laughs> I see examples where where they don't. So I don't I don't know where I am on on that one. Um, I guess I'll have to figure it out in the next in the next two weeks. Let's see. Yeah, I don't know about the precedent it creates. Yeah, you know, it's it's because it costs a lot of money too to have a special session. Well, and by the way, I'm glad you, I'm glad, glad you mentioned that. Um, one of the modifications that it would be, uh, one of the things that are under consideration is, you still only get thirty days or sixty days, depending. You just have to decide how you choose to spend them. So, there th- that's under consideration. Also, do you just say you can meet thirty days a year, but it can be only on Monday in thirty weeks? You know, I, I maybe there's a better way of doing that session of spending your days so that you could make those modifications. I, I don't know. Again, it's, it's a more complex issue. I guess my point is constitutional amendment two is more cut and dry with people, you know, because you either believe it or you don't. One is like, well, I could see some ambiguity in that where it might be good, might be bad. So, and those are the ones that hang me up a little bit longer. A new study from the University of Louisville researchers at the Christina Lee Brown Environ Institute has found exposure to e-cigarette aerosols can cause heart arrhythmias in animal models, both in the form of premature and skipped heartbeats. The study uh, findings, which were published this week, suggest exposure to specific chemicals within e-cigarette liquids or e-liquids promote arrhythmia and cardiac electrical dysfunction. The researchers tested the cardiac's impacts on inhaled e-cigarette aerosols solely from the main two ingredients in e-liquids. We should not be surprised at this at all. No. Uh, over the last decade, it the conventional wisdom has been for cigarette smokers, well, if I can just do that instead, then it's a step in the right direction that gets me here, and then maybe eventually I'll be able to take that other step. I don't know if I believe that or not, because the amount of liquid, the, the amount of chemical that you can pour into these liquids... You can put far more of the addictive substance of nicotine in them, but you're removing the tobacco aspects, the carcinogen aspects of it. So are you really solving a problem? I I don't know. It's more complex than I can definitively say. But early on, on this e-cigarette playing field, you started hearing about things like popcorn lung and... And then I just watch people who use these, so like at the beach, and I would watch people who are using these e-cigs, and they, they look like, <laughs> they look like steam power plants down in Muhlenberg yeah. County. They're just these big <laughs> plumes, just and and so the rapidity in which they do that, and I think that that there's no way that can be good for you. I find it funny. It looks like they're some of them look like you're suck, you're blowing on a uh, AirPods charger. You know, the little case yeah. of AirPods go in. Sure, it's like yeah. You're, yeah. You're blowing on that. 
So or I, it's on a flash drive. I, I know it was. In, yes, they do look like a flash drive. I, so I know we were setting out to try and make something healthier, a big influence, big inf, impact on the er than cigarette smoking or than tobacco. So I get that. But my guess is we've created a whole nother set of problems and our healthcare community will try and figure that out and go, all right, that's not any, that's just got different problems. It doesn't have less problems than what the, the tobacco did. But UofL apparently has some research on that that may help guide our thinking in that regard. The high school football poll is out for the week. Really not a lot of change, although I do see, well, I'll get to that in a second. Pikeville and Raceland. Class 1A. Class 2A, Beachwood, tied with Mayfield for number one. Owensboro Catholic is at three. McLean County is at 10. I do see Butler County still getting votes in Class 2A. Louisville Christian Academy in Bardstown leading Class 3A. Elizabethtown uh, sneaks into the top 10. They're tied with the Paducah Tillman at nine. But down here in Class 3A, I see where Hart County is getting votes. They, I mean, they were ranked eighth at one point this year. Yeah. So um, it was the first time that they'd ever been ranked in the AP top 10. Interesting. So obviously they'll host the Cougars on uh, Friday night. Class 4A, Lex, Kath, and Corbin. Class 5A, Frederick, Douglas, and Woodford County, one and two. But Bowling Green's at three. They've worked their way back into the, the top, the higher, like into the top five. They were out of it for a while. Bowling Green was, weren't they? I don't Weren't think they so. in the no, lower portion been, of the top been, ten for I a think while? They've been up there for the most part because I mean they've only have one loss, right? And that one loss was to Boyle County. Yeah, they're they're eight and one. But I thought that this was the year where they started out that they it was out of the ordinary to not see them right there at the top of the class. But Greenwood is at eight, Owensboro is at nine, South Warren is at ten. So obviously Greenwood will be Grayson County's opponent in two weeks. I guess it's really just a week and a day. Week and two days. Yeah. It, yeah. And then St. X and uh, DuPont Manual leading class 6A. So there's your high school football poll. Uh, Oscar Shibwe is saying he anticipates returning for the season opener. Also made headlines yesterday saying that after he's finished with whatever his playing career looks like, he says that he wants to buy a farm in Kentucky and live there forever. I thought, well, that's an interesting he knows what to say. He does. I mean, he's uh, he's a good ambassador, and so um, he yeah. went for he, he took. He was already popular, but I know that Kentuckians love hearing that. Like, oh, you're going to be around after that? Maybe and, the next governor. And then this one, whew. Two. I'm going to take you to an elementary school in Georgia. Two. This came from TikTok. A Georgia TikToker who works in an elementary school shared these details. Two men discovered they were both fathers to a young girl when they came to pick her up from the school where she attends. The person who says that they work in the front office of the school says the men came in before dismissal earlier this month, each claiming the girl was their daughter and they wanted to check her out for the day. So Sheena Jackson, who posted the video, says, and so they both look at each other and the dad was like, why are you checking my child out? Who are you? And the other guy then was like, well, who are you? What do you mean? I'm her dad. So school officials had to pull her record. And indeed, both these men were listed as emergency contacts and parents, but didn't know about the other one. 
<laughs> What's mom up to? So oh they separate the two guys. They phone the mom <laughs> and they get her in here. And but when she shows up in the parking lot, both the guys make their way to the parking lot oh, I'm sure. and start asking her questions, saying, "What's going on? What's going on?" Luckily, the child didn't know any of this was going on, but she admitted she had told both of them that they were the father of this child. And I'd say there's a chance Where's she might Mari? not. She might not have known exactly. It sounded like Mari Povich, but. I also go ahead. But who would the little girl? I mean, if if the little girl were to walk out, who would she walk toward? Right. Like, does she know? There's a chance both? she might not know About either one. of them. Oh. Like, they they might not be particularly present. So my, there's there's more here yeah. than probably meets the eye. Wow. But I just heard Lucy. You got some explaining to do. <laughs> get to a break. Come back more on the way here on In the Know. Today is. Pumpkin Day. Tis the season. <laughs> it's mincemeat day today. Mm. All I know is that's what you make someone into. I'll make mincemeat out of you. I don't know really what it is. It is also horseless carriage day today. In the early days of automobiles, it was common that carriages were pulled by animals, horses, but automobiles were not, so... It was a horseless carriage, but in oh, more modern times, that's Harry Potter. That is referred to as a metronym. A, a metronym. I mean, a retronym, not a metronym. <laughs> a metronome is something that TikToks. TikTok, TikTok, TikTok. But this is a retronym, which is turn like, terms like cordless phone. Because now, if you're Sam's age or younger, you've never seen a phone with a cord. Well, I've seen plenty of phones. Well, you get a you get a handset, yeah. Well, no, I mean we had phones with cords at home. Yeah. Uh, another one would be acoustic guitar. That's only they were all acoustic guitars until the electric guitar came uh-huh. along, so you had to start calling it acoustic guitar. Natural flavor. Mm-hmm. As far as fake flavor. Yeah, and black and white TV. Mm-hmm. They're just they're just TVs. Or as Alea still bothers, she'll still sneak it in about once a week. She'll say, It's not television, it's TV. And be like, It's television. <laughs> she'll say, No, it's TV. So what do you think TV is short for? And then she'll just move on to something else. I'm like, TV. I'm not gonna argue anymore. It was like, Well, you you are sort of trying to argue about it. So you may already have, or you may be still trying to figure out what your Halloween costume is going to be. And we've learned over the last few years that sometimes it's not it's not just as simple as finding something and then saying, I'm going to wear this, especially if you are um, a celebrity or an elected official or someone, you are more likely to get called out if you're guilty of what is called cultural appropriation. Like Kim Kardashian's kimono, her line, they found out that was like, you probably shouldn't be doing that. So she renamed it to something else. She called it Skims, right? Is that what she changed the name Skims instead of sure. Kimono? I wasn't exactly asking you, Mr. I, Mr. Women's Fashion. Uh, <laughs> I'm, surpri- I'm surprised you know that much about it. But it's written down here on my page. Um, I, I, I've heard I've heard of Spanx and Skims and stuff before. Um <laughs> 
and I read about them in a magazine. Uh-huh. Which magazine are you reading? Uh, Women's the, Health? The ones that get left laying around the house. Justin Bieber's short-lived dreadlocks. Uh, he even had Adele who won Bantu, wore Bantu knots in her hair in 2021 that, you know, she kind of got called out for cultural appropriation. So it begs the question, what is and what is not? You think of all the things that you've dressed up as over the years from your Halloween costumes were, you know, these days you could go, oh, well, you're, 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 that's cultural appropriation. So what is and what isn't says one of the most common forms of cultural appropriation and one we should be mindful of when choosing our Halloween outfits is clothing identifiable to a specific group. So this is so hard to figure out for me because I think that a lot of what we do is not done with malice or with bias necessarily, but I guess it depends upon if the shoe's on the other foot and you said, oh, well, I, you know, I think that you're trying to make fun or light of me and my culture and it just makes it almost impossible to wear you. So I guess just dress up like Power Rangers. There's, there are gobs and gobs of options out there for you to choose that you don't have to go (laughs) close to something that could potentially, I mean, it's not that hard. It's just not yeah, that's the. This was the only one you could go with. You know, yeah, you could because there are people one. out there who it's just like oh, I'm just trying to get those people hot up. You mm-hmm. know, and it's like really like, do we really need to do this? Mm-hmm. Go go put your Power Ranger costume on, or go dress up as your Teletubby, and let's let's go. It used to be though we could make choices without having to worry, but then there also were people who deliberately made choices to try and inflict fear or to uh-huh. make you fear something that um just go put your talent so, on case on that's exactly right it was not a whole case it was just a box i didn't have time to make a whole case of tylenol it was, it was just a singular tylenol box i don't want to overstate it i don't want to make have it you found the picture more yet? grandiose oh it's around i just i didn't really think anyone wants to see it saying these phrases to your kids can actually make them worse at math Okay. Well, well, number one, and I'm trying. I need to break <laughs> myself of this. I, and I'm the only one in our house that does it. You're so smart. Like, well, positive feedback is beneficial, but it's how you say it that makes all the difference. Praising a child's intelligence can be problematic because it conveys a worldview that when you're smart at something, there's something special inside you. Then when you get into situations where math gets hard or you get confronted with a challenge, what you might interpret is, oh, maybe you were wrong. Maybe I don't have that special thing. Or maybe I've reached my limit of how good I can be at this thing. I totally, I totally buy into this. You do? (laughs) I do. But aren't we both, but haven't we both, though, been... Uh, have there been instances where we say you're so smart yes but i do try when it's specific to academics i do try to uh pinpoint exactly what it is 
Mm-hmm. I like the way that you did that. You or did so well with, with that. this. Yeah, yeah you're well, supposed to be specific and not just broad. Oh, you're so smart. I'm trying hard, and I've and I've kind of put it to the side. But it just seemed it's just so easily. Oh, you're so smart. And I will tell you, I mean, if you're told that as a young child all the way through, you will. And I'm speaking from personal experience. You will run into things. That you question, well, I've been told, you know, as a child and growing up, oh, you're so smart. Oh, you're so smart. But then when you run into difficult things, you question yourself, am I really? Mm-hmm. Am I really that smart? Or maybe they weren't so smart for right. telling me I was yes. so smart. It's like, well, I if mean, you think I'm smart, what's that say about you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Number two, oh, yeah, I could see. You might just not be a math person. <laughs> Well, I mean, you're trying to be consoling, right? You're trying to give empathy. You're trying to help through. And oftentimes, though, there's just a single thing that will unlock. Like oftentimes, especially with mathematics, it's a singular thing that you're having a hard time grasping that if you can solve that riddle, right? If you can bore down and solve that riddle, then it unlocks everything. And all of a sudden, the day a day before, you seem like, well, you just might not be a math person. Suddenly, it's like, well, you're a math whiz. So that's probably not ideal to say that. Uh, three, not everyone has what it takes to do well in math. Okay, well, that's when you say not everybody can do this. Kids have guesses as to who you're talking about when you say not everybody. You mean like me? <laughs> when you have a field that has more of this belief in uh, in the importance of brilliance, you tend to see fewer women, you tend to see fewer minorities, and I think it's because of statements like this that really push students out of these fields that otherwise they might be really successful in. So rather than having them stay with it and just, you know, gut it out, they go, well, this just might not be for you, and they go, oh, well, if it's not for me, then I'm not going to pay any more attention to it. I mm-hmm. think one of the things I was guilty with with Anna is because I am not good at math for whatever reason. Um, you know, I would tell her, well, you know, I'm not, I'm not great at math. So maybe then she was able to take that and be like, well, mom's not good at it. So I'm probably not either. I probably should not have said that. Gave an excuse Mm -hmm. to be able Mm -hmm. to, to use a new survey says nearly two in three Americans would choose steak as their final meal. I don't know what I would choose, but I'm not, I don't think it would be steak. It would not be steak. I mean, I like steak, but I don't like, I don't, I I don't go, well, I gotta have steak. I just gotta. I mean, I gotta have it. If I can have it in addition to my other two that immediately three that come to you mind. You want steak with your mashed potatoes? I want crab <laughs> cakes as an appetizer. Okay. Well, or entree. Right. Steak can go I've with it. You, I've seen you do both. Yes, mm-hmm. steak can go with it. Mashed potatoes requirements. Okay. And if this is really my final final meal, just go ahead and give me the jar of peanut butter. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. At Jif, the end. Jif mm-hmm. creamy. Yes. All right. Got it. Now you know. Kellogg's introduces a new Pandora Flake cereal. Kellogg's is celebrating the upcoming 20th Century Studios Avatar, The Way of Water, with Kellogg's Pandora Flakes cereal. Pandora Flake cereal features many blueberry-flavored moon spheres, a pop of blue color, and a fruity aroma that stands out against the sweet crunch of frosted flakes. Those would probably be pretty good. It's a nice change of pace. Mm-hmm. What about Tony's bandana? Yeah, He's got I like his, it. That it's almost like an ascot, mm-hmm. the way like that it's, it's tied there. So I don't know if Tony's kind of fancy there. He's great. Um, good, good for him. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That Pra-praise is true. Praise is all in how you say it. Uh, 
Spoken like an educator. I know, right? <laughs> it's almost like she's had students that have probably said, I'm not good at math. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. She was even a math teacher or, at one point. Or my mom says, I'm not good yeah. at uh-huh. math. <laughs> my mom <laughs> yeah, says. well, <laughs> over, here, over here, my job is to deprogram you from uh-huh. all your, what, what your mom said. <laughs> uh, we talked about falling leaves at the beginning of the show. And on windy days, I call it the leaf relocation program, you know, where your leaves end up in your neighbor's yard and sometimes your garbage can and it ends up in your neighbor's yard, etc. A woman has gone viral online after sharing her neighbor's petty response when leaves fell off a public tree and landed on her driveway. The joint driveway was divided by a line, which was also accompanied by decorative plant plots. Sarah Brokenshire claimed the leaves were not her rubbish. This must be in England. Mm-hmm. They, I can tell by, say, the, by the look of the driveway, too. Yeah, yeah. They say rubbish instead of garbage. Her neighbor decided to sweep the mess over onto her side of the driveway, making her own side spotless, and this behavior mm-hmm. prompted Sarah to get out her phone. She, um, In the caption, she said, Wow, how petty. After spotting her neighbor taking a broom and sweeping the garbage, the leaves, onto her side, Sarah cracked open the window and said, It's not my rubbish. It comes off the tree. The neighbor then says, It's yours. And then (laughs) Sarah says, That's ridiculous. Whilst continuing to assure the woman that the mess wasn't to do with her, the neighbor continued to sweep the pile of leaves onto the section part of Sarah's drive rather than onto the road. After the video rocketed online views, mm-hmm. viewers flocked to the comment section to discuss the ordeal, which led her to confirm it's not off of anyone's tree. It's a tree on the road. So should we just <laughs> take all of our leaves and take them, to the, take them to Colonel Childress? Yeah, I guess we just point <laughs> our leaf blower over at the Alliance and let them deal with them. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's a tough thing. We, we, you know, we live in tight quarters and we've got, you know, when we want to blow our leaves uh, out of our landscaping, it's very easy for them to end up. So you have to do it times two. So here's how I approach it. If we're going to blow them out of our landscaping, then I have to immediately be prepared to go to the neighbors and redirect them somewhere else. And just because I'm not blowing our leaves onto and being an inconvenience for them but it's a hard thing to do but this is spiteful and petty yes like i'm getting them out of mine and now they become your problem well i mean what she could easily do is sarah could just go through with the leaf blower and just blow them right back onto the other side and blow them in disarray where it's harder for like where does this end yeah Mm -hmm. i kind of want to get sarah a leaf blower yeah, absolutely. Right? Yeah, just or get her a big piece of cardboard in here and just like scoop them all over there. <laughs> get them back on that side. But goodness gracious. We got to get to a break. We'll come back. Got more on the way. Hang around here on In the Know. Hey. MB's point to ponder for today. We've talked uh, some, even today, about one of my more uh, famous Halloween costumes. But beyond that, what Halloween costumes do you remember? From when you were a kid, any that stand out to you more than well, we any talked, other? We talked about this last week when you weren't on, but when I was, and my mom's watching, so she'd probably be able to tell how old I was. When I was probably about two or three, my favorite show was Teletubbies. Okay. And I, my mom dressed me up as one of the Teletubbies that year. You don't know which color? 
I'd, I think I was probably Poe, I would imagine, the red one. I was going to say, Poe is not a color. Yeah, no, Poe <laughs> po no, is the red one. Right, Poe is red. Right. And a couple of weeks later, my mom was talking with one of her friends, and she said, you know what you should have done for him is that he should have been Teletubby Smith. Oh, that's and, not bad. And made the little thing with a UK with pipe cleaners. Mm-hmm. And my mom was, as you can imagine... Very disappointed that she didn't think of that it because was obviously right this is the hel- this is that yeah. was the heyday of, of yeah. Tubby it, Smith at UK. It was right there, and she uh-huh. couldn't. It was just beyond her uh-huh. grasp. Well, she'll she'll know uh, she'll know next time, honey. You got one. It's strange. I'm having a really hard time, but the one that immediately came to mind was strawberry shortcake. So, do you remember those really hot, stuffy masks like the had the elastic that little uh, like band around it yet oh, the plastic yeah. face mm-hmm, yeah. yeah i remember that one i ran across a photo from middle school the other day it was a hot mess but um i was dressed as the devil um but i, I did the devil once yeah, yeah. I, I, as far as a child i don't really remember most of mine have kind of blended into <laughs> obscurity um <laughs> i uh i i remember being some outlandish like martha was a hobo there's a picture that it's been shown at my grandparents house because we were trick-or-treating but i was wearing like an old softball jersey and basketball shorts and tube socks halfway up my thighs and just some crazy looking just threw just went to the closet and threw together some crazy ensemble i've seen a picture of that recently so i'm 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 reminded of it but the one that's not 1981 and the one that i think of the most is it was the year i fell victim to the cheap costume that we all ran into at that time just like you said the plastic band the rubber band on it snaps Mm -hmm. and now your mask is demolished Mm -hmm. and i remember ripping the seam out of my frankenstein costume pants because you know they were just made to wear for one day they were cheap, and you couldn't roughhouse with them. And I just remember, I think it seems like that happened somewhere around third grade or something. And that stands out to me like my costume my costume got destroyed. But the rest of the years, I couldn't even tell you what I, yeah, I'm what not I, sure. what I went as. I don't know. I would have to find I know albums. My little brother one year was a jumping spider. Ah, okay. A jumping spider. Mm-hmm. I don't he, really remember how he did it. They didn't encourage him to be a sit-still spider? Uh, yeah. That's that's what he wanted to be. He wanted to be a jumping spider. Okay. Um, I don't really remember how the costume worked, but I think he was in a wagon, and I think it just got to the point where I think my dad probably had to pull the wagon, or my mom did, and I think it just said like a sign on the side, like he's supposed to be a spider. <laughs> so now he's I, a riding spider. I'm uh-huh. going to tell you... I think, I think from a costumery standpoint, you might have come up a little short if a sign is required that gives context to what the costume is. Uh-huh. Is, that, is that a fair assessment? Well, if a sign is required, you probably miss the landing at least slightly. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we can. You want to, We can call him right now and get him online. I just ask him later on my behalf if you would. Uh, on CBS tonight, the real love boat. No, I haven't watched. We've got. We will soon have four episodes of this recorded, and I've not watched any of it. Mm. Hey, look, we did a thing last night though. We actually watched television that was recorded. Oh. We said, "Oh, look, 
I was going to say. Con- that comment, yes. I, we, my friends and I all went and drag one year. I feel like every oh, oh, every oh, middle yes. schooler is done. Adele, please, I need that photo. <laughs> no, we don't need that. Yes, 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 uh, we do. All black and had big spider legs. Okay. Sam is a French maid. I know. Ooh, that's gonna I don't know that it some was young lady is going to be made super happy <laughs> yeah, by that yeah, someday. Yeah. Uh, all my like it was a group of five <laughs> or six of us all went and drag. The mask singer on Fox, <laughs> on Lifetime, married at first sight on ABC. The Connors. I'm just really surprised I can't remember more of mine. But yeah, me but too. Similarly, the way that Adele remembers, my guess is Your my mom. mother also probably mm-hmm. remembers uh, too. Yeah. And she's, I don't know, she's probably halfway down. She has a tote halfway off of a shelf at the moment. I hope so. Uh, going through. Today's highlight in history. This date in 2020, Amy Coney Barrett was confirmed to the Supreme Court by a deeply divided Senate. In 1774, the First Continental Congress adjourned in Philadelphia. The Pony Express seats operations this date in 1861. St. Elsewhere premiered on NBC this date in 1982. See if we can find a birthday for you today. I think we got a pretty healthy birthday list, as I recall, when I glanced before the show. Jacqueline Smith, one of Charlie's Angels, is 77. Pat Sajak is 76. Hillary Rodham Clinton is 75. He'll know. Bootsy Collins is 71. Re- Feared a tiger. He's a Cincinnati guy. Bootsy Collins? Uh-huh. I th- was Bootsy Collins not in Parliament Funk? He is a Cincinnati connection, though. He does. He's 71. Rita Wilson is 66. Dylan McDermott is 61. Carrie Elvis is uh, 60. He played, uh, he was in The Princess Bride. Natalie Merchant is 59. Keith Urban is 55. Seth McFarlane is uh, is 49. Sasha Cohen is 38. Gone but not forgotten. It's also my older brother's birthday today, too. It is. Because he's 32. Three to the two. C.W. Post, the serial mogul, born in 1854. Mahalia Jackson, born in 1911. Bootsy is from Cincinnati, too. Gotcha. Let's go to 1954. Lately when I'm in my room. Kentucky and Rosemary Clooney. All by myself. And hey there. In the solitary gloom. I It's hard for me to picture Rosemary Clooney like she looked in 1954. Because when I got to know Rosemary Clooney, she was doing... Hey there. Television commercials, and she you was, you know, much older. Stars yeah. in like, your eyes. Rosemary Clooney was young. Mm-hmm. Guess that's what people say about me. They look at me and go, "You were once young. What? How is that even possible?" Let's go to 1963. The Ronettes, number one, and be my baby. Let's go to now. It's an odd year, 1972. <laughs> Chuck Berry had a number one song, "My Dingaling," number one by Chuck Berry. Beautiful. When I was a wee little boy, my grandmother bought me a cute little toy, silver bells. Mm, I saw it. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I know the song. I just, I don't, I, I get the meaning, I think. I don't know. Sheena Easton for Your Eyes Only, number one, 1981, from a movie starring Bond, James Bond. I never need to hide. 
Oh, mercy. You all best get ready to stop, collaborate, and listen. <laughs> because number one, this date in 1990. Yo, VIP. Let's kick it. Vanilla ice and ice. Ice, ice, baby. Mambo number five, ice, number one in 99. All right, stop, collaborate, and listen. Smooth, Santana and Rob Thomas so in 99. Rihanna, Disturbia in 08. And Post Malone, rock star, number one, five years ago today. Envy's Pearl of Wisdom for today. Just can't let it go. I know, right? Anything less than the best is a felony. Love it or leave it. You better gain weight. You better hit bulls out of kid. Don't play. If there was a problem, yo, I'll solve it. Check out the hook while my DJ revolves it. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. You cannot have a positive life and a negative mind. You cannot have a positive life and a negative mind. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. Remember, God loves you and I do too. If you don't know Jesus, let me know and I'll introduce you. Look forward to seeing you back here tomorrow for another edition of our show. For Sam Gormley, for Beej, I'm MB. And now you're in the know.